Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. I'm Jake. How are you? I'm... I'm trying to be... I'm trying to... I don't know. I, I, uh, I always say... Like, I, it just... You're so, like, I guess, socially conditioned to be like when someone asks yes. you... We talked about this last week a little bit, but, like, someone's like, oh, how are you? And I'm like, you just have to be like... I think, like, there's, like, two socially acceptable mm-hmm. answers. I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. Because nobody really, I wants guess, to wants to hear the truth. So it's just like, you know, I'm good. But, you know, I, are think, you? I think at this point, like, the people that are that are listening <laughs> to this, like, they understand, like, right. not fine. Right. But it's it's a day-to-day thing. Right. Today, sure. today is, um, actually, today is better than the last couple of days. The last couple of days are kind of downers. But today yeah. is a little bit better. And I get to do this. So uh, that was something to always look forward to every single Week. Sure. So we recorded TTR on Tuesday, which was another, uh, which was kind of another um, highlight. Yeah, I thought it was really good. It was really good for me to. I haven't get heard there. the completed yet, but I felt like it went really well. It did. Yeah, yeah it went really well. It was a lot of fun. We talked about voter suppression. Uh, it'll actually be airing. Um, well, by the time this releases, by the time yeah. we get this up, it's probably going to be already be aired. But you can find it on um, KXRW.FM or on xray.fm the, they they uh, they catalog all of the past shows there for us yeah, also beaning to hear it yeah and but if you want to wait until Jeff and I have to take a week off of this um, we'll upload that in in this show's place as we often do with TTR mm-hmm. but uh, yeah that's where you can find it if you're interested anyway how are how are you, how are you I, I want to get back to your how are you oh right? okay sure so i was thinking about that on the flip so you flip it right and during our undergrad it was we were conditioned to be like during finals like how are you oh it's it's (laughs) terrible that's a good point like if you said everything was going good like you're kind of a jerk because nobody knows nobody was doing well during finals week there was a professor who was like hey how's everything going i'm like pretty good actually you would have thought i slapped her like, she could not believe that during finals week, I was, like, doing all right. Mm-hmm. And that was my response. Yeah. And I was like, that's interesting. You always kind of hit. There was always the one kid that finished his final, like, way early. And it was Matt. Yeah. Matt Reeves. Yeah. He was always done with finals. And I was always the last. Of the three of us, I was always the last one Dude. To, to finish my finals. Yeah. So I was always a little bit of resentment towards Matt. And I'm like, he's playing Overwatch while I've got to finish <laughs> this final. And I'm like, I'm super mad. Yeah. And yeah. or like you see him on campus and he's like, oh, yeah, I finished that final. Like I wrote it last week. I'm like, you didn't even write it during finals week. You're yeah. crazy, dude. I don't anyway, get that. But that's why he finished with a better GPA than me. So. Yeah, and me. But you guys are both smarter and better than me. Well, stop that. Uh, Who's in the master's program right now? Dude, did you know that Cardi B has a sister that's a fitness trainer? I did not. Yeah, I, I don't know her, much about Cardi B. Uh, I guess her name's uh, Cardio. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to do that. <laughs> I'm so good, dude. I'm so gullible. You can like instantly. I will believe any like, in the moment. I will believe anything that you tell me. And there, it at any at any point after that, between now and an affinity, yeah, uh, I will eventually come around to thinking, realizing that I was being like duped. But that was good. That was a joke. Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing for Fourth of July? 
Uh, that's uh, Saturday, Independence right? Day. Independence Day. I am working until 5. On Saturday? Yeah, dude. Well, Fisherman's doesn't close for anything. Not even for America? Not even for America. Wow, no. dude. Yeah, it's... Uh, we close for two days. We close for the turkey, and we close for Jesus, and okay. that's it. Wow. Yeah. How long you work? We don't even close early. Does anybody come in on the 4th? You'd be surprised. Up until about 3 o'clock, we stay pretty busy. Wow. Yeah, because people coming in buying coolers at the last second or oh. buying other crap to blow. Because we sell um, explosives and stuff, so you know, mm. like people come in and buy Tannerite or buy ammunition to pew-pew into the air mm-hmm. or... Um, by powder, I'm guessing to light off their cannons or light off homemade bombs or I don't know, man. People are crazy. We get calls for cannon fuse. I all the time this time of year. Really? Yeah. We and we've never sold it, so I don't know how many cannons are out there that that many people who haven't. You would think that by now, like the ten years I worked there, everybody in this area that has a cannon. Will have already called us asking for cannon fuse and known that we doesn't doesn't have, doesn't have it, fuses. but yet we continue to get calls for cannon fuse. So Dude, either these people forget hot cannon market, which makes you wonder about like should these people actually have a cannon or two? <laughs> um, there's a lot of effing cannons out there, yeah. a lot more than you would think. And every year there's more and more purchases of cannons. Well, I had a guy that had a, a trebuchet. What is yeah, that? I work with them. Like the old medieval kind of thing that they used to like knock down the walls of castles. You know, like the, the big thing that was on a lever and it would like, um, okay. like a crane and then it would throw yeah, yeah. Ro- like big Oh, boulders. okay. I'm looking it up. Yeah. I had trebuchet. A, yeah. I had a, I worked with a guy that had a trebuchet. I don't think I've ever said that word. I would just call that a catapult. I w- well, catapult works too. But I always call. I mean, I, trebuchet was because I played a lot of Age of Empires, and, oh, I, and they used the, the actual gotcha. like medieval term. He had one of these. Yeah. To launch what? I don't know. What he said he used water balloons. Yeah, right. How big is this thing? <laughs> if it's massive, he's not launching water balloons. Maybe watermelons. That would be fun. Yeah, dude. You ever seen that uh, Amazing Race video where they have to launch the watermelons with the slingshot? And the lady launches it into her own face. Yeah, I said, ooh, that was bad. <laughs> oh my God. I used to watch The Amazing Race. I really wanted to be on it. Dude, I really want to be on Big Brother still. And you'll have a lot of contestants from Big Brother go on to The Amazing Race. Oh, really? Is yeah. it the same network? I think so, CBS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Amazing Race seems kind of dumb, but Big Brother, that's where it's at. Anyway, so what are you doing after work? I got no. Well, the, with the, I always go to the fort, and the fort's oh, closed down right. this year due to. 19. They posted something today that was like, if you come down to the fort, like we're shutting down at five. There's no fireworks, but it, it almost implied like there were going to be things going on, but not fireworks. Okay, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I would show up just for the fireworks. Right, like, I would get there at like seven thirty eight. Oh. And then just like pay the seven dollar admission fee, like grab a corn dog, find hell yeah, a, dude, find that a, sounds awesome. Find a small place on the I, grass. We were supposed close. to go together this year. I know that was going to be fun. I was really looking forward to that. The um, because the, I don't know for me like the I, I get really bored with that kind of stuff really quickly. So some people get there like due to like noon, mm-hmm. camp out their whole spot, like get multiple tarps down, like have a bunch of people. I'm like. I show up at eight thirty. There's always little bits of grass that like be like close to the fireworks. Yeah, that you can just right as they start, just plop down. Yeah. nobody's gonna care. And then you just like you 
go in, go get a hot, you go get a hot dog and elephant ear and go back to your spot, sit, watch that the fireworks epic. and then, and then walk back. Like, yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was a, over time I had really perfected it. Yeah. The issue, the other issue is, is like dogs. I don't know how Dexter and, well, you guys live mm. out here, so you probably don't have to deal with them too much. Or I if mean, you, you get a bunch of them. You know who our neighbor is. Oh, we talked about it before. Yeah, that's And true. it's a freak. Yeah, yeah that's, that's And these mer- guys that's back here are like millionaires and they just go all out. So, okay. So it's how, pretty. So how are Dexter and Harrison and Ara with. Um, terrible. Terrible with them. If, if you know a dog, if you have a dog and you know a dog who just loves fireworks. I would love to see footage of that. Okay, but I mean, do you know dogs who are like chill that, that love them, or just chill, or chill, or mm-hmm. anything accepting I, of them? I knew some dogs that like were hunting dogs that were okay with the that would make they're, sense. They're used to it, um, but I don't know how Tucker's going to be because, I mean, I he doesn't live with me anymore, mm-hmm. but he he's I mean he's he hunts Mm -hmm. and he hasn't been overly afraid of them in the past but we also haven't been in areas where there's been a lot of them so we'll see what about Bobo well yeah I'm gonna have to figure out something to do with Bobo we're my my I can probably just I can just leave him at my I can probably just well just stay at my parents CBD bro yeah everyone's been using that stuff for their dogs yeah yeah um okay what about you what are your plans none none None. Um, At least it's on a Saturday. You don't have to work. Yeah, I have tomorrow off, too. Do you? Yeah. Nice. I'm so glad. This week has just been, like, uh, just dragging to get here. Just Mm -hmm. dragging to get here. Dude, I am so in the negative with my PTO. Really? (laughs) They only let you be, like, a certain negative Mm -hmm. amount, and I'm past it, dude. So uh, Jen was like, maybe you should take some days off to move in, in August. I tried to request, and then, like, a warning. It was like, hell no, essentially. Like, you can't take time off, dude. You're so negative. And I was like, oh. So then, like, there's a calculator, so I can calculate, like, when I'll be at least at zero. Mm-hmm. It's, like, not till November. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so I was just like, uh, hey, so I'm not going to be pos- or positive until November. And she's like, well, you better not take any time off because we hopefully mm-hmm. – with all of everything that's happening in the world, we want to go to Disneyland next year since we had to move it. I have to have PTO to do that. So, we'll see. But, 4th of July, I'll probably just hang out here. Um, tomorrow Tomorrow I have off, so we're going to do some uh, DIY projects. We have some a dresser we want to sand down and paint for the new place. And I bought a new table from someone yesterday. Okay. Just getting things together, packing up, getting things ready mm-hmm. to move. But, yeah, I'll probably watch maybe some of the neighbor's fireworks and just hang out. Maybe watch a movie. Maybe play Call of Duty. Duh. Yeah. I'll probably play some Call of Duty. Duh. Duh. We have to. Um, Well, that's kind of a downer. <laughs> dude, how was it July already? I Dude, I don't know. Dimitri and I were talking about this on Knuckle Draggers. Mm-hmm. It's like Kobe died and then it's July. <laughs> it feels that way doesn't it yeah yeah it's just like i remember uh, i remember where i was when kobe died you tag like, me in that kobe thing dude yeah why are you torturing me sorry <laughs> i just thought that was so cool like that dude was just a that dude was just a badass man matt barnes who's like not a like i don't not a friendly looking dude yeah 
just like pumps the ball right in Kobe's face and Kobe just like just chews gum like nothing <laughs> happened. Like literally was just chewing gum. Did not didn't, even flinch. Didn't flinch. How does he do that? He's it, so bad. And there's no way he knew that was coming either. No. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. I miss him. I do too. What's happening to my computer right now? Um, I was trying to go to like a, a screensaver. That's weird. I've never had that happen before. Hmm. Uh, Everything good? No, it's getting all weird. All right, Jed's not allowed to use it anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, Kobe, man, and that was in January. Mm-hmm. It was like right at the beginning of the year, and then boom, here we are, July. No fun. No Disneyland. Dude, okay, so my friend, I just got an invitation to my friend's wedding. Okay. That he had to move to August. Mm. I love this guy. He's a good dude. They might have to move it even again. Though. And I want to go, but I don't want COVID, dude. Yeah. And that know, just, everything is spiking It's right at, now. like, buffet-style, like, dinner and stuff. And I'm like, everyone here is going to get it. Mm-hmm. I still, I think I'm going to risk it for the biscuit, though. I'm not going to eat, but I think I might go. Yeah. Is it weird if I wear a mask? Is it not weird? What I, don't, are, I don't know. I, I think you get there and you see what everybody else is doing. Why? I don't know. Do you care about what you look like? I don't know. Do, you care I, about do social, I want to like, protect them? Social norms? I don't know. I don't know. Isn't it weird? It is weird. That's a conundrum, man. Like, I don't know what you do. Like, who thought we would ever be like living in this time? Like, imagine last year if I'm like, dude, hey, next year there's going to be a freaking pandemic. You're going to cancel Fourth of July. You're going to have to wear masks everywhere. I would call you crazy. I don't know, man. It's uh, this is just I was over it, but now it's just kind of like it's becoming the new normal. Yeah. So we're almost kind of like, I don't know. Everybody's driving around, man. You can't go anywhere without traffic. I, I know. Stay inside again. <laughs> idiots. <laughs> I was driving when I was driving out of shoots last week with my dad and we were on 122nd heading, trying to get to 26 yeah. to go up over the mountain. Mm-hmm. Dude, you couldn't everywhere. It was just like every side street. Every That's light, my hood, bro. Every single light was just like, stop, stop, yeah. stop, stop. Just, just it felt like it was a normal, like midday, uh, middle, was middle of the week. It was a, Saturday. Oh. And people were all these. A Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday. Oh, these wow. People were out like crazy. People are going out, dude, and charts are going up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. I mean, everybody predicted it. Yeah. But this, this spike we're seeing now um, here in the local area, I'm sure it's it's Memorial Day and people being out and about. And then, uh, you know, you've got Texas, which is Texas and Florida, which opened up really early. Mm-hmm. And they're just. Wow. Our cases are going like crazy. There was like what? I forget how what the number was, but it was like something like eighty thousand new cases recently, and like in the U.S., I think was just over the last week. It's just insane. So, what is the mentality there? Like, hey, we stayed inside for two months. You didn't fix it. We're coming out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's the underlying mindset, isn't it? I think so. You Be- don't have a cure yet. Fine, screw it. Because we're go- there's we're there's it. because there's nothing. There's nothing that's been changed right. since this all started. We know little to zero still about the virus and how it's trans, you know, transmitted. I we know heard. there's we know there's people that can be asymptomatic, and I think the ego of every single American is, well, I'm asymptomatic. There's a 99 point whatever percent recovery rate for people like me. Yeah, but okay, well, I I think I read somewhere that it, it it's evolving differently in different places. 
Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check on that. Either way, dude, I'm pretty sure there's some strong evidence out there that it was lab made. Well, I, th- I think so too. Um, it was definitely made in a uh, Lithuanian ma- lab. Oh, I'm not pointing any specific those, those, plays. Those, those, those dang Lithuanians. I'm just saying, with all the research, people are like, uh, this doesn't happen naturally, the way the, des- the virus is constructed. Oh. Just saying, dude. Why do we have to tamper with shit? It's like. Uh, people like digging into the ice and everyone's like, dude, you could expose like new diseases and fire, like ancient bacteria and stuff and kill everyone. We just got to play, play these stupid, silly games, risking it for the biscuit at a wedding. So, oh, so you're not, you're not joking. You do think this is a lab created. Yes. I'm not. Oh God, here we go. Dude, I'm pretty sure there's evidence out there. According to Trump. No, dude. No, there's like, I'm pretty sure it was. I, I read. A, I read an article from a guy that that is a um, epistemologist, and he was wor- he was working in like the jungles of Malaysia, and he's like, I'm pretty sure it came from, uh, it it came from these uh, these islands because of the uh, the Chinese um, bushmeat trade. Dude, I don't know, man. There's so that's the thing is like there's he, so many people saying it is lab made, and then people saying he's, it isn't. He, he's saying like some of those like really like remote villages there he was seeing people with similar like similar and same symptoms of covid mm-hmm. like way before it broke out throughout the like throughout the uh the industrial world oh and he, and he was saying like where he was from like where he was at because he's studying these diseases and like in malaysia mm-hmm. um and china because of the rare bushmeat trade as like a delicacy the area he was in the reason why he was studying it is because that area was like really targeted by um by poachers I love and that hunters you thought i was joking because <laughs> i thought you were like feeding into it and i'm like oh shit yeah finally something and you're like wait are you serious <laughs> i don't know maybe it isn't i'm just saying it sucks there's a lot of freaking misinformation and maybe i'm falling for it maybe you're falling for it who knows? Okay, <laughs> I I don't I I I just that would I mean okay was it so you are are you saying that you think that it was purposefully like released? No. Oh okay. no. But the, it is a fact that there's all these places where they're manipulating viruses and stuff just to see. Oh well, let's see what happens if this happens, and let's say make sure we're prepared for something like this, and blah 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 blah. Why else would they have? virology labs i mean obviously to help maybe find vaccines that's what i'm saying fight vaccines against what things that are already existing are is there any prepar- preparatory experiments well cor- uh, coronavirus oh god here we go not the strand COVID 19 but coronavirus <laughs> yeah. has been around for a long long time that's what i'm saying and H1N1, all like that was that's a strand of coronavirus. So okay. yeah, they're they're probably testing different vaccines for different str- like different strands and genetic mm-hmm. mutations of COVID mm-hmm. virus of of a uh, coronavirus. And then one slips out on the bottom of a shoe. <laughs> okay. Someone trying to eat the shoe at one of those markets. Boom. Boom. Global pandemic. Global pandemic. I mean, okay. I mean, I guess that is as... Okay, we po- don't know. 
That is the, the we, point. We, we don't. We don't. Know. We don't know. Okay. But what I do know is it's annoying. Don't say okay and dismissive like it wasn't I'm created not in the lab. I'm not just dis- okay. I am kind of dismissive. Uh, you're hella dismissive. I can't wait until it's proven that it was made in a lab. Then we can sit here just like your. I'm gonna print just out like the your article. Tom, just like your Tom DeLong. With, yes. Yes. I'm gonna print the article out and I'm gonna watch you eat it. Literally eat it. Okay, I will eat the newspaper if it comes out proven <laughs> that it was created in a lab and then was somehow dispersed, either purposefully or not. I will. Okay. Eat, I will eat the newspaper. And if it's proven that it was all natural, I will not eat a newspaper. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I will sit here and just like the the Octum Octum's razor worked for me yep, again. Yep. You can maybe we can eat it in a taco. It's like a taco bet. <laughs> Oof, God, hot sauce, You will please. eat this cat poop, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Kevin Calabro, dude. Uh, yeah, Calabro is done. Is it weird that I don't really care? No, nobody cares. For those who have no idea what we're talking about, this is a little sports segment, getting back to cardio. Um <laughs> So Kevin Calabro was the announcer for Portland Trailblazers. Long history of announcing was the Seattle Supersonics announcer mm-hmm. for forever. Yeah. Por- uh, what's his name? McGowan. Yeah, Christopher McGowan. Christopher McGowan, president of the Trailblazers, decides to fire the home, the homebody, the home legend, Mike Barrett, and fan favorite Mike Rice. Because he wants to just a new, fresh take on the Trailblazers. He wanted a more professional take. Whatever, dude. Calabro is a professional, and he was good on ESPN. He's annoying, dude. Oh, take it to the cup! Just his expressions are just like... Oh, between the wickets! Yeah. (laughs) Between the wickets and to the cup! Oh, to the hole! Oh, Damian Lillard! That's a pretty good impression, dude. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so, I mean, he was what? The announcer for two years, three years? Uh, would have been two. Yeah, I think it was two. And he announced. Uh, the team announced. Actually, I heard it. Um, I heard it first from. Uh, what's his name? Casey. Hold on. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, it came across Bleacher Report for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he he posted a tweet yesterday, saying something like, "Thanks for all the kind words and statements. We just decided to hit the pause button and coast a little bit. The basketball gods have smiled on our house." So, hmm. he okay. parted ways with the Trailblazers. Yeah, he said citing family reasons and stuff like oh, that. Oh, did I he? I mean, yeah. I read that he um he was just citing he wanted to just, you know be with his family, which I guess is understandable. Well, that's what at, I thought happened at his age with COVID out there. There's no like that Orlando resort is going to get just infested with covid <laughs> like it is everyone's going to get it because they're not they're not testing this the the staff there's like 200 staff that are allowed to come and leave and they're not going to be testing them oh my word like support staff and stuff like that yeah so dude it's going with the rate that florida is experiencing and the outbreak dude, they're gonna get it um i was thinking about sorry just to back you're, to kevin real quick you're good he had some time off with the COVID and was like you know what this is actually kind of nice yeah and he's like i'm not going back i think there's gonna be a lot of people around that age that are like working in professions that are just going to decide to retire after this you think so yeah um, which is good for us if you think about it there's going to be a lot of um i think there's gonna be a lot of opportunity like you and me we're yeah. gonna be the blazer announcers now no i just think that just opportunities how in awesome general. would that be that would be really cool. That would be great. I would be. I'd be the color commentator for sure. 
Yeah, you would be. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'd have to watch my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I could be an objective play-by-play guy because I loathe certain players. And then, but then there's also, right. I have a very, very tense relationship with all of the officials in the league. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Scott Foster's on a game. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, there's not, I don't like Callahan either. There's no, Callahan's, like, uh, you can tell Callahan, he's the older guy with mm-hmm. some hair, right? Yeah. He's, he's comes from that old school where like he wants, I mean, not that Scott Foster doesn't want his ass kissed, mm-hmm. but Callahan, like you, I feel like you could easily like, kiss his butt a certain way to get calls well so the reasons why doc rivers gets every call from right. bill callahan because right. there's nobody who works the refs like doc rivers <sighs> it's the worst it's dude. the worst he's constantly in the ear of yeah, always, every single always. official he'll call timeout just to be in, just to chat with the officials mm-hmm. doesn't even go to the bench and then that's why chris like it was so annoying because him and chris paul did the exact same thing and when chris paul played for doc rivers on the clippers yeah Oh my God! Yeah, that Clippers team. CJ always posts a image or like sends an image of uh, Chris Paul like whining and then like Blake Griffin like flopping in the background. CJ, once you hear this, please send it to me and I'll send it to Jake. It's a, it's such a funny image. Um, but yeah, screw the refs. We could announce. Sometimes I feel like I do this all the time. They'll I'll say something mm-hmm. and then the TV will say it immediately after me, <laughs> and I'll just be like. I could do that job. Mm-hmm. We need to convince Sue Bird to come be the uh, oh, the play-by-play for. I love Sue Bird. I do too. I have the biggest crush on her. She balls she, with the way she plays. Reminds me so much of Steve Nash, and I think that that's also why I kind of have mm-hmm. a crush on her. Yeah, <laughs> just her. Oh, dude, I love. I I fell in love with Sue Bird when she was like. Remember when uh, they didn't call the goaltend on Rudy Gobert on Lillard's mm-hmm. like game? What would have been the game tying layup, mm-hmm. and should have been an and one, and they didn't call a foul or a goaltend. Mm-hmm. And she was like just ripping the refs, and I was like, how refreshing was that to have like see something as a gr- like to have something as as a fan like it made it more palpable, even though I was incredibly I mad. Mean, everyone to have shit it, felt, on it, but there's so many times when announcers like especially on the nationally televised games on ESPN and yeah. stuff like that won't. Like, we'll just try to play, like, won't try to incite the crowd or anything right. like that and be like, well, they'll try to, like, play devil's advocate. Yes. Even though, like, what you're seeing is, like, there's no way that that's, you can it play. It was so bad. But so to have, like, her and then whoever the color guy was with her that, mm-hmm. that day was just so, I don't know, it was refreshing because yeah. she was like, this is inexcusable. Like, you yep. cannot miss that call. Like, these teams like these teams are fighting for Like, the Blazers are fighting for a playoff spot. And to have that call missed in that moment, like, you've got a ref. She's like, a ref is standing right there. How do you miss that call? Was she calling that game on ESPN? She was, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just love her because her play. Yeah. I don't really watch. I mean, I don't really watch a lot of WNBA. Dude, watch some Sue Bird highlights. I watched a lot of women's college basketball because I really liked Candace Parker, mm-hmm. um, and I loved that Tennessee team. Mm-hmm. Like I, I followed that team through like the multiple championships that they won and the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. um, but I really haven't gotten much into WNBA at all. I want to go watch. Is Sue still playing? She's still playing. Well, obviously, no one's playing. Yeah. But I, think, I believe she's still playing. Yeah. yeah. I want to watch her before she retires because mm-hmm. I think she's getting there. Yeah. Uh, I, really like, I really like Maya Moore. Maya Moore. UConn. 
I'll have to look her up. I think I know the name. Mm-hmm. I think she plays for like the. I think she plays for the New York team right now, but um, the New York Liberty. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. a she's a guard. Mm-hmm. Can shoot the lights out. She's a, such a good. The the one thing that's nice about like women's basketball is there. Oh, dude, she she quit. Oh yeah, over um, racial inequality, right? She quit because there was this guy who was spending a life sentence, and she's like, I guess there was a ton of evidence that he was innocent. Mm-hmm. He just got released yesterday. Oh really? She quit to fight that battle. Good for her. And put her money and time into that. Yeah. Uh, so epic, uh, dude. Because uh, President Obama, when he would have like he would have like guests and play basketball at the White House and stuff, mm-hmm. he'd always invite her. She plays for the Lynx. Lynx. Yeah. Okay. Um, Minnesota. Minnesota Lynx. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, when the lockout happened, I watched some WNBA because I just love basketball. Ooh. Dude, the women's game is so fundamentally sound. It's it actually crazy. Like, I actually like watching the women's game at the collegiate level. Better. I hate all college basketball. Well, but the women's the women's the women's game is actually like fundamental. Whereas the guys are Flash. just a bunch of dudes just throwing a bricking threes. LA Fitness, like thirty-five <laughs> second shot clock of dudes just swinging the ball around the perimeter, and then some guy ho- like jacking up a last second three or trying to drive into the lane. When def- like the because everything's more compact, because the three point line is more is yeah. condensed, so ev- like the lane is t- is more condensed. There's just there's it's just it's bad. Ba- it's a, honestly it's bad basketball. I hate college. I can't basketball. watch. It. I haven't really watched women's college basketball, but guys, I like turned it on for like two minutes, and I'm like, God, no, I can't watch. This. I'm overstating how much I've how much women's college basketball I watch, but I do watch the tournament, right? Because when you get like the top teams in the women's game are you like Stanford, Notre Dame, Tennessee, UConn. Mm-hmm. Um, the or- the Oregon women were a lot of fun mm-hmm. to watch um, with uh, Sabrina Linescu. So it's um, yeah, I mean there there was there was a lot of um, there's there's always because UConn's always like on some hundred game win streak and you right. want to see them get knocked off and Gino Ariema looks like a sleazeball, so you just kind of <laughs> always want to see him lose. I don't know. There's always fun storylines to, yeah. to follow. Um. Anyways, so Kevin Calabro, back to that. I don't care. You don't care. No, I don't. Like I, I didn't. I never felt an attachment to him. Nope. Like he always felt like an like. Being a Blazer fan always feels like a really tight knit community because it's yeah. like this is like our only pro sports mm-hmm. that we have in this area, and it's and he felt he just felt like an out he just felt like an outsider because he For came sure. from Seattle, he came yeah. from ESPN, whereas like Mike Barrett, like Mike Barrett and Mike Rice were like well at least Barrett anyway is like f- here like he's yeah. part of the Portland community he's he's heading the Portland Diamond Project to bring baseball to Portland like he's he loves the city and you could tell like his passion and honestly dude his call on the Lillard shot in the Houston series was amazing and like yeah. that one like whereas Calabro with the one the the one over Paul George last year yeah I don't know it's it just, didn't like, feel it, like he had that attachment yeah like it mattered to him mm-hmm. you know it's a good job it's exciting it's basketball but for Mike, who worked for the organization forever, I think he didn't he do radio for first. I don't know. He worked his way up to mm-hmm. that position. He grew up in Oregon. He loves the team. He loves the city, right? He loves the area. He still lives here. And then they just fired him. Yeah, and the way they did it, like he's been on um, 1080 The Fan talking with Isaac and Souk mm-hmm. quite a bit. And like the, the way they did it was so shady, too. He's like, He's like they they let me know. He's like I found out over Twitter. Really? They didn't even like tell him straight up, which is just kind of like I've heard Neil. I've heard from I've heard from people. Is that Neil work. or Chris's call? I mean, it's, that's got to be Chris's call. 
That's true. I guess Neil's the GM, mm-hmm. but he gets his feelings hurt a lot. And if like Neil, yeah. Oh, that's your. I see where you're going. Mm-hmm. So if they're favoring or criticizing in any way, Neil's gonna be like, yeah, get him out of here. Yeah, that's what he did with Rob. Because Rob, he's, Isaac Rob, who's like one of the guys like I listen to religiously for sports mm-hmm. talk. Yeah, I listened to him every single day. Like he was on Talking Ball, mm-hmm. and he was like, it was the year that uh, they traded for Nurkic, mm-hmm. and the team was really underperforming. No, it was the year after they got Nurkic. Remember when they went? They were just like, remember they were like eleven games below five hundred yeah. before they made that run to get to the eight seed. Mm-hmm. Like Rob was criticizing the team's play because they looked disinterested, they looked disjointed, and he was like on Talking Ball, like not like criticizing the team in an unfair way, but just like bringing up stuff like. This team isn't hustling on defense. Like they're settling. Dame is settling. For, like Dame and CJ are settling for too many threes. There's not a lot of ball movement. Nobody's moving off the ball. Right. And he was bringing up legitimate stuff that we all, all fans like who watch basketball and I'm watch sure the team Terry like notice. Saying that stuff. And but dude, gone. Like they just in the middle of middle of the season, boom, rop off the off the talking ball. Like you just can't. Like it's like that's too bad. He's they're really like in house, like keep your messaging tight, professional yeah. messaging, nothing gets out. That kind what of about like, your no boy, criticism. Chad the Bod? Well, he's he's pretty critical. He is pretty, yeah, you're right. He is pretty, he is pretty critical. But I think, be, I think because he's he's radio and he's late night, yeah. I don't know how I don't know how much Neil actually even like would listen to what right Chad the Bod is talking about. But I do he, like I do like myself some Chad doing. Yeah, I know you do, but he goes at them more than probably anyone I know locally. Oh, Kinzano says some pretty shitty things sometimes. Well, Kinzano and um, Neil does not like Quick. Really, Neil and Terry don't don't like Quick at all. Oh, interesting. Yeah. He's for the Atlantic now, isn't he? Yeah, uh, athletic. Athletic, that's right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Atlantic. I don't know why I said that. Athletic. Um, well, Jamil, um, the ath- the athletic, the Atlantic hired Jamil Hill for out of ESPN. So oh. I don't know. Um, so that might be where you thought that the athletic, the Atlantic, might have a sports test, some sports right. tie. That's a good transition there into Portnoy cancel culture. Yeah, because he was getting into it, Jamil Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you brought this to my attention. We've talked previously about cancel culture, and and um, I don't think I've said this on air or on a recording or on podcast at all, but we're seeing this cultural awakening, right? Mm-hmm. We're seeing a yeah. lot of companies, a lot of businesses, a lot of bands. You and I have talked about mm-hmm. this. Um Changing their names, changing identity, changing different things from their past. The Dixie Chicks are now the Chicks. Yeah. Lady Antebellum is now Lady A, um, which I'm completely fine with all of these changes. None mm-hmm. of these changes really bother me. Like, first of all, it's their band. They can call their band whatever the hell they want, regardless of how much you're tied to a title. Yeah. Um, Disneyland. This is one that is huge to me, but... Not in a negative way. They're taking Splash Mountain, and who, which is based on the movie Song of the South, which is has all sorts of racial racial overtones. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they took. If I don't know if you if you've been listening and you've never gone on, it's all the cartoon characters from that from that Song of the South movie and Zippity uh, Doodah is the song mm-hmm. that they're playing throughout it. Well, they're taking that and they're now converting the whole ride into princess and the frog which is uh, a movie based in louisiana mm-hmm. and that movie has such southern like 
representation and cultural tie and like cultural representation. Mm -hmm. So I think it's an awesome transition. If you're going to take this already kind of Southern ride and just convert it to like a more modern Southern representation of of American South. I think that's an excellent way of doing it. I think it's so good. The only thing that I I will be a little bothered by, and this is stupid, this is hypocritical, Mm -hmm. right? Because if it's your name, you want to change it, you do it. If they change the name of the ride, I'm going to be a little bummed out. Like even if they call it like, Princess and the Frogs Splash Mountain or Tiana's Splash Mountain or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? As long as Splash Mountain's still in the title, Splash Mountain, I don't think, has anything to do with Song of the South. Yeah. So. But the, the civil... Right now, I think we're seeing... Because um, I think we're all trying to figure out like what's okay and what's not, so there's going to be some overcorrections. Are you setting up for the one that bothers me? Maybe the, okay. so this, the one with the Civil War, yeah, like changing so the name stupid. of the Civil War. That's an overcorrection. I think that's an overcorrection. It is an overcorrection. And I think we all kind of have. I'm kind of. I kind of came to this realization over the over since. Well, since we played Xbox the other day, yeah, we were kind of we were kind of talking about this, yeah, uh, with one of the guys that uh, that plays, and and I'm like, I just I guess I'm kind of okay with a little bit of overcorrection at the moment. Okay, just. Because I, think I don't think it's bad. I, no, I mean I'm not mad about it, right? I just, I mean, I think like it's, it. We th- we think about the terms, the term civil war, and especially when you even have the team presidents acknowledging like we've never known the civil, like the history of the of the name, the civil war, the game between the, those who don't know what we're talking about, the game between the football game between Oregon and Oregon State every single year is called the Civil War Bowl, and that's because it's like it the political term for a war within a state, right? Two opposing sides. Two opposing sides within a state is a civil war. It's a political term. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have any ties to the American Civil War. It's not like the American Civil War is the only civil war that has ever occurred. Right. So it's like, I I don't know. I had it. I was like, man, really? We're going to change that? But we're just... in. But also, I haven't talked to any African-Americans right. about their opinions of it. Maybe like players who have... It'd be interesting to see, like players who have played in that game. What, especially African Americans, like what was their what like, especially guys, especially because they recruit or Oregon For recruits sure. from players throughout the South. Mm-hmm. A lot of Florida players, a lot of Texas players, a lot of you know Alabama players, uh, high school players, and maybe they have maybe they when they come up here and they hear it's like the Civil War to right. them, like that brings up right issues of, That's of, a, of racial. Uh, um, of racial inequality. So who knows? Like I don't know. Right. I don't know. Um. Uh, we've talked about this before, even with like gun legislation. Like I've argued that like sometimes overcorrection is maybe the only way to get a step forward, even if you have to like correct back. Right. Mm-hmm. So even with this, the overcorrection, maybe, maybe it'll revert back to the civil war after, after people kind of have that. If anything, it's, it's creating a space to have a conversation sure. about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Um, but like you said, it's a political term. It's not specific to, the American Civil War, but again, we don't know how maybe those players felt, yeah. which I think is most important. Um, it'd be funny. It, it'd be funny. I'm gonna start doing that. It's like someone's like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And if someone just it brings up the Civil War, I'm I sh- I'm just from now on always gonna go the American Civil War, <laughs> like that, because there's so many yeah, civil well, wars. Yeah, but, what, are you, what are you what are you talking about? Yeah, you talking yeah. about the American Civil War yeah. or what are you talking about? Anyways, cancel culture. So. 
everybody's making corrections. Everybody's trying to do the right thing, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. This cultural awakening people kind of, you know, I mean, there are there are those who are co-opting and trying to corrupt the the message and the and the movement. Mm-hmm. People are trying to there's there's some conversation about canceling. Uh, what's that stupid pause show with the dogs? Uh, the, the, wait, the, like the superhero dogs? They're like Paw Patrol. Oh, Paw, okay. So they're like firemen, policemen, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a group, a small group out there who is like, uh, whatever, I don't know the dog's name, but one of the dogs is a cop Mm -hmm. and he's a good cop. And they're, they're saying that that's a misrepresentation of cops because. Oh God. Yes, dude. Yes, I mean it's a small it's a small group of people. It is, but see now now I'm getting into conversations with people who are like, dude, f this whole movement. Whoa, 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 what do you mean f this whole movement? Like they're gonna take Aunt Jemima's syrup away and they're gonna cancel Paw Patrol. Okay, one, why are you so angry about Aunt Jemima's syrup? Really, dude. <laughs> Two, it's a small group of people trying to push. And and for... he didn't get that. This guy I was talking to, I was like. I go, you really into you really into Paw Patrol? And he's like, What? No, no. And I was like, Well then why do you care? Like they're not he's like, mm-hmm. they're canceling uh Paw Patrol. They're not. But before we even had that conversation of they're not, I said, You should bet me some money that they're not gonna cancel it. And he's like, What? I go, Bet me. And he's like, I'm not betting you. And he walks away and he comes back and I go, Come on, bet me. And he's like, No. Did you already look it up? I said, No, but I bet you they're not canceling it. And they're not. Yeah. It's a small group who's saying that. And the Aunt Jemima thing, like, you know, he posted some long just posts about how he, he hates people, like, trying to cancel Aunt Jemima and cancel Paw Patrol mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Well, then you get to, like, what, are you going to change the name of Brownies? Yeah, like, exactly. No, dude, no. They're, ch- they're, they're changing things that have, ra- like, have actual racial ties yeah. to segregation or to slavery. And also... Who cares? Or or misrepresentations of black culture through caricatures like Aunt Jemima. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't understand that. Uh, I mean, uh, I've got so many counter arguments to the though this individual. Like while we're talking, I keep just flipping it on him, mm-hmm. and he's just like, uh, uh, wh- wh- uh, wh- "Why? Why do you do that?" And I'm like, "Because I'm challenging you, dude." Yeah. Anyway, so Portnoy, who is. Dave, El Presidente. Del, Dave Portnoy. He is the president of Barstool Sports, which mm-hmm. is a lightning rod. <laughs> uh, they are um, they are something. Barstool is something. Mm-hmm. I, I find them refreshing, and I also find them annoying. Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't know how I really feel about Barstool. I think that they're... You know what? Actually, I kind of... There's something, there's something about about it that yeah. i kind of like it's I just kind, kind of, of love the, the f just kind of the f you yeah. like the f you we're going to do what we're going to do um, the trump mentality about it kind of <laughs> yeah i mean honestly it kind of is there yeah. is kind of like a trumpian but also they employ everybody if you if you yeah. really like they allow people to write whatever they want right under the barstool banner mm-hmm. like there are all sorts of people who write stuff critical of 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 Trump supporters. There's people who write all sorts of critical stuff about everything. everything. Like literally, you can find anything on Barstool, which is why I don't know. It, it is refreshing. It really is. I I, I kind of like it. And I watch Dave's. Uh, 
even though he's super pretentious, I love his pizza reviews. I oh, watch me too. them all of the me time. Me too. I love them. Yeah. I love them. But I also love pizza. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, anyway, so there's... We see this all the time. This was happening years ago with Jordan Peterson, the psychologist. Mm-hmm. And we've talked a little bit about him like a long time ago in past episodes where um, people are mani- people have and continue to manipulate sound bites or videos or anything for the, their cause or for their mm-hmm. movement. You know, Jordan Peterson, he came out with some controversial statements as far as like, people now require to use um what is the term um i forget the story with jordan peterson jordan peterson was a professor in canada and they were now uh uh what is the term where you identify your gender um (laughs) that sounds so stupid pronouns pronouns there you go so uh so the i think there was some canadian law trying to be passed where you must address people by their pronouns. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Peterson was just kind of arguing that like that's not freedom of speech. Now I don't know how far freedom of speech goes in Canada, but he was arguing that that is restriction of speech. Don't tell me mm-hmm. what I can and cannot say. Well, then he just gets destroyed and attacked for being a bigot and being being, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um so Jordan Peterson then is now the target of people cropping and cutting sound bites to make him sound or seem a certain way. But if you watch the whole video in the context, mm-hmm. he's literally saying the opposite of what whatever video or group is trying to say about him. Yeah. So this is something that I've watched for years Jordan Peterson go through. Now, Portnoy's going through it mm-hmm. with... Okay, and in Portnoy's post, and in his own defense, he's like, look, dude, we are kind of a meathead sports group. We try to we try to bring comedic elements to everything. Everything they do, they try mm-hmm. to be funny. If you follow their Instagram, it's all like fa- funny fails or like just funny, funny videos, funny sports moments, just yeah. kind of poking at people. Yeah, they literally do a, they call it, um, what is it, what is it that they... They have like this whole fight night where they set up this ring and they just bring in bumpkins from West Virginia just yeah. to brawl. Like they just do just dumb crap all of the time. Like yeah. It, anyway. Um. Yeah. What is it called? Rough. A rough, rough and rowdy. Rough and rowdy. Right. Yeah. And, and then and they allow people to like post like their challenge videos or like <laughs> announcing that they're going to be on rough and rowdy, dude. And those are those are fun they're to watch. So good. They're, it's bad. Or but challenging it's fun. other people. But mm-hmm. um. Anyway, so. The point is, is that like they take themselves as seriously as their viewers take them. Mm-hmm. And trust me, there's always those people who are like, Barstool is like the Bible, right? And there are those people. But for most sports fans, we're like, we're watching it for them to kind of poke and prod at either the fans mm-hmm. or the athletes that we admire. You know yeah. what I mean? Or themselves. Mm-hmm. So they, Pornoy acknowledges that they don't always hit the mark on their jokes. Just like any comedian ever. You don't know if something's funny unless you try. And then if an audience doesn't react the way that you expected or you ex- or you assume that they would, you change the joke. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. All the time in comedy. So, with these Barstool, the thing about these Barstool videos is like they would always go live. And it's when you're on live. Why do you think we don't do this show live, yeah. dude? <laughs> There's so many times where we're like, well, we've cut that. <laughs> Which we don't cut that much, I promise. We really people. don't, actually. But um, 
It's mostly like names. if we shared too much yeah, information or about other people. Yeah. I'm like, uh, hold up, dude. Um, so he goes on this rant about Kaepernick mm-hmm. and he's kind of picking on the way Kaepernick looks and he's not really doing it the most politically correct way. Like when you, when you hear the beginning of the way the clip was cut. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound, it sounds awful. It's cringy. Yes. But in the end, the point that they make at the end of the video is like, there's nothing more American than what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's using his freedom of speech to fight oppression and to stand against the institution, to stand against the NFL, to stand against injustices. Mm-hmm. They're arguing that. Yeah. And they recognize that. And and, they, and, and even Portnoy recognizes, he's like, my initial, he's like, when I see yes. that color skin, that kind of hair kneeling... He's like, I, I, I think terrorist. I think ISIS. And you're like, huh? Yeah. And you're like, wow. Yeah. And then, but then he admits, he's like, I start to talk through it in the, if you watch the whole clip, mm-hmm. I start to talk through it and realize like, I understand that my mind it, like automatically going there is an issue and trying to yes. address and trying to address that. Like he, he's going through that mental, like he's the only, the only thing he did wrong. And I don't even think it's, he did anything wrong is that he, openly talked about the thing i think a lot of us mm. are doing in our own minds is trying to get rid of those unconscious biases or work through them or work and work through them and he's doing it openly mm-hmm. and now he's getting and now they selectively cut it and then they're shitting on him for it mm-hmm. which is just honestly it's going to work against it because all of those they call themselves the stoolies mm-hmm. they're going to see this and be like and write the whole write the whole thing off right they're just yep. they're just attacking our guy mm-hmm. and we're just going to re-entrench like we're not we're not going to it this is more about attacking us and trying to take from us than it is trying to work towards equality. And that's what Portnoy says at the end of the article that he wrote is like, you guys are actually hurting the cause by focusing on me. I'm not racist. I'm not. Let's focus on actual racism in this country Mm -hmm. and not cutting videos so that they seem racist. His initial thought might be rooted in racism, but that or ignorance Mm -hmm. or ignorance. Right. But the fact that you're talking about him working through that, Working through it live for the internet to see, that's not a bad thing. No. He says, like, oh, here is some reactions that I have. That's weird that I had those reactions. Why do I feel that way? Oh, okay. And then he works through it. We all do. Mm-hmm. We all do that. Yeah. Why do you think black men talk about all the time hearing doors lock on their cars when they walk by them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that is... Uh, an aggression or microaggression that African-Americans deal with all the time. Mm -hmm. But imagine you're the person locking your door and you admit that you do that. Yeah. Now you're a racist. Now you're destroyed. Now you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He is having that conversation. Imagine this, the story of him judging Kaepernick by the way he looks now being flipped to when a black person walks by my car, I lock the door. Why do I do that? You know what? And working mm-hmm. through that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same scenario. Same scenario. Yeah. But we're going to cancel someone who is willing enough to have that conversation. Willing enough to, yeah. to work through it. Mm-hmm. Live on the internet with his friends. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Look, cancel culture. I get it. We talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. There's anger there. There's There's emotions there, right? Yeah. But I don't know. My favorite thing is he's like, 
you don't cancel us we cancel you <laughs> right yeah and you, well, i like the 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 the, the title of the title of the is like they're kind of, they're trying to cancel they're trying to cancel barstool but of course we we kept the receipts or something like yes, that yeah 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 um i mean he is he is something like did you have you ever seen the video of him because the NFL has banned the, banned him from any games yeah. because he just trolls Roger Goodell, the yes. the uh, this like the the head of the of the NFL, mm-hmm. and he snuck in to the Super Bowl <laughs> when it was in Los Angeles, uh-huh. and because he was invited by Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, because Portnoy is a yes. huge Boston fan, yeah, and uh, and so Portnoy snuck in with like the super cheesy like, um. It's really like fake mustache, like oh. he, he, like he sneaks in like with this really bad disguise, and then so like you know it's him, and then he's like live tweeting himself in the game. So I've seen, I've so of seen course like of the they, scenes. and then he goes to the after party with with um after the after they the Patriots have won, he's at the he's at Kraft's after party at the stadium. Yeah, and NFL like the NFL goons um come in and like and like ask him to leave and he refuses to leave so he just like locks his legs and they have to like two grown men have to pick him up and then they literally drag him out like a five-year-old and he's just like sitting there just limp and like, letting I've them drag that. him yeah yeah he's he's so, he is something man um oh did you also see where uh goodell was um for charity was uh raff, raffling off was uh, auctioning off a a chance to sit and watch uh the sit and watch some, uh, like an NFL game with him, like with with Goodell in his basement, mm-hmm. and so Portnoy bid on it and won. Yes, and I have then, seen that. And then Goodell like <laughs> told him he couldn't come, bec- and then cited like um, it is some violation of NFL like rules and conduct, and like to get out of it. Right. And then of course, like that's all. That's literally all Portnoy wanted, right. so he can just continue to sell his. <laughs> His shirts with where it had like his he has his famous shirt of it's Goodell with like a clown nose on it. Mm-hmm. He just sell he's he sells those anyway. Yeah. It's, it's, anyway, it's so here's some of the receipts that they had. So uh although the video was cut to make him look like he's attacking Kaepernick, mm-hmm. um, they have an article Kaepernick refused to stand during the anthem and that's okay. If you're mad that Nike pulled the Betsy Ross flag sneakers because Colin Kaepernick complained about them, then you have a big dump in your pants. Um <laughs> I mean, they've 100% backed this this movement and mm-hmm. this choice to yep. kneel and and to fight inequality mm-hmm. and and you know the systemic racism that that he's trying to stand for or kneel for, mm-hmm. pun intended. So I don't know. It's interesting. Do your own research. Read on it yourselves. Don't listen to Jake and I. But um, from what I see, and and maybe I've got a little bit of uh, you know fandom here bias because i do like how they're just like suck it dude like i don't know i think there's i think there's something to him like working through that and and even though it comes off as like him joking or trying to like make jokes of it or whatever it may be he is actually talking about it Mm -hmm. talking about things that nobody would say on the internet Mm -hmm. nobody would say that crap no i mean he he is a troll at heart he is. He's, he's bombastic. He does stuff to get views. Yeah. I mean, he calls himself, uh, was it Davy Page views? I mean, he just does everything that he does, everything he can to get eyes on him. Yeah. And that can rub people the wrong way, definitely. Mm-hmm. And that has obviously allowed for clips yes. to come out like, like that. But I think at the end of the day, like you have to really like, this is why it's nuance is so important. Like, 
you have and to context and context is so important and we we can't in in any debate we're going to have in the future if we're ever going to get back to a sense of normalcy we're just people did you just did you just notice like everybody's like i think covid has a lot to do with this but this yeah. was this was a trend everybody's angry about everything these yeah. days yeah like anything will set people off especially if you mention anything about politics yeah oh yeah and just Boom, just zero to 100, just people angry instantly. And if we're ever going to get back to a, a, a place where we can have a dialogue, mm-hmm. you have like context, the acknowledgement of context has to come back into our discourse. Yeah. We have to be able to be comfortable with having a long form discussion on things, and things cannot be solved in a tweet or a bumper sticker. We can't live there. Come And comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. I think that example of, of, of locking your cars or whatever people do, mm-hmm. right? That is a good good example. Yeah. Because nobody's going to say like, no celebrity's going to say that, mm-hmm. even if they do it. Oh, definitely. No, they're not. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> no. So, I don't know. I think you have a good point as far as like, why are we so reactive? Mm-hmm. Let's hear people out. Let's ask them why they think that way or why they feel that way. Yeah. I have a story for you. I'll share you off. I'll share it to you okay. off the air, but yeah, it's, I have one for you real quick. Okay. Uh, just me trolling a little bit. Guy comes up to me and he's got a make America great again, face mask. And, okay. uh, he's like, check it out, dude. Check it out. I said, right on. I'm glad to see you're complying. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's funny. Like the pres, like the like. I find that interesting. It's that it's a make America great again face mask. Yeah. But supporting the guy who refuses to wear a mask and tells his entire administration to not wear masks, who went to the like at his Kansas City rally, had the people at the stadium remove signs that said "Please keep social distancing" to remove the signs off of the stadium seats, every <gasps> other stadium seat that said, "Like please don't sit here, keep six feet of distance." The administration before the before the um like the the campaign before everybody showed up yeah. had all of those reminders moved because they thought like millions of people were coming and they wanted to pack that house so it's like remove all of the all the reminders that them being here is a danger to them they yeah. wanted that gone and thankfully only six thousand people showed up that's insane dude he was bummed out he was bummed out but then he went and had all his college students and Ari- all the bros in arizona show up and packed that church did they yeah. a church though mm-hmm. that stadium like so many celebrities were like dude i sold that stadium out twice like pink said something like yeah. that mm-hmm. <laughs> dude and if it's true that all these little zoomers went out and bought tickets so that people couldn't show up i think that's kind of hilarious I don't even. I, there's people and people's trying to study that, and obviously the campaign's not going to release that data. Right. But there's a lot of thought that there's a lot of thought that it wasn't. It, they didn't affect it as much oh, as okay. as was being right. reported, which is honestly good because that means people were listening to the social distance. Like people are taking this right. seriously, at least at the minimum, uh, at even the minimum on that level. Side, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, it's now time. Oh, did you want to do counterculture? Yeah. People are asking. People are asking. Are asking for it. So okay. let's take a minute. And ladies and gentlemen, counterculture. Hey, kids, are you ready for counterculture? Well, here's your host, Jake. Okay, so I was... I hadn't worked in the last month and a half, so I don't have a ton of stories like okay. to really draw from. But the I did come up... We did get one yesterday. And the 
I've talked a lot about a particular gun uh, gun store up in Vancouver who yeah, I yeah. dislike for a lot of reasons, mostly because I think they misrepresented I-1639. Right. And they do a lot, a lot more harm to the gun ownership cause than they do to help it. Right. They just reinforce their own bubble. I didn't think I could ever dislike a gun store in Washington more than I dislike them, but a company has taken oh. that mantle okay. and run with it. Uh, I'm not gonna. I won't use their name, right. but the uh, there's another gun. There's another gun store, and they just began because, for context, you can't purchase directly. You can't directly purchase a handgun out of your home state. I think we've. I've may have. If, you, if you're a longtime listener, I think I've brought up that law. So if you're a Washington resident, you cannot go to Oregon and buy a handgun. Do the background check there and take it home the same day. It has to be transferred oh, back to your home. Gotcha. A handgun has to be by the 1968 Gun Control Act. That handgun then has to be transferred to a Washington federal firearms license dealer. Then the Washington resident goes to that license dealer and does the background check. Right. Now, since there's not a lot of these small gun shops that have locations in both states, a lot of times you're left having to go to a third party to mm-hmm. facilitate that. Like we have, we were set up with a couple places to, to accept ours when Washington residents come down and vice versa. Right. Well, this company's in Washington, and they you would think that when you're handling firearms, which all have to be tra- like everything is tra- everything is traced, serial numbers have to be logged into a, a very specific way into a into lo- these log books. So all of that can be the firearm itself can be tracked up until purchase. Mm-hmm. that you would con- you would you would at least at minimum make contact with the company that you're sending your firearms to at least out of a pleasantry of letting hey you have a firearm coming down there's going to be customers coming in that are ours to come pick up their firearms from you you think you would call and have that conversation right you think that as a business that would be something that would be smart to do so the, these are oregonians who bought in washington bought in washington and now Washington transferring to oregon store yes got to it. our to our location because we don't have a washington we don't have a washington store got it so i'm just i'm we're the gun counter has been slammed for the last three months. It's just people are mass and panic buying shooting everything. the virus, shooting the virus. I get this this woman. She walks up. She doesn't check the. We're, we have signs at the front of our store. You cannot miss them. Mm-hmm. That say, "Please, all firearms check in at the front counter." Mm-hmm. She just ignores that and just walks straight past it. And I can see it coming up the main aisle. She. What kind and of gun is it? It's a handgun, and she's holding it. Well, it's in a box. Okay. It's like in a hard case, but I can tell it's a. I can tell it's a gun. Okay, she's got paperwork attached to it, and I'm like, "What the heck is this?" I'm managing at the time, so I go and I meet her halfway, uh-huh. and I was like, "Hey, you know, can I go? I'm like not gonna make you do it now. Like walk back up and clear it. I'll take it. I'm a gun. I'm like I'm one of the gun counter guys, but please, in the future, please check in guns up at the front counter. Yeah, just so someone can walk up because you you would be shocked how many people have brought in loaded firearms. To our, I would not be shocked. I mean, we allow conceal we we allow concealed carry on our floor, but leave yeah. it concealed. So many people will bring in guns to have holsters fit or to, for us to scope mount, mm-hmm. like mount a scope on their rifles, and they've left the gun loaded. Like all of the, it, it doesn't happen Yikes. all the time, but it happens enough to where like we need to check in it up front, so we're not bringing a loaded gun through our store. Right. Especially handguns when you're you're taking them out and trying to fit them in holsters and stuff. Mm. Like it's it's, yeah. it's dangerous. Yeah. So the. I'm like, so just in the future, please check in in up front. And she's like, oh, okay. I'm like, she's like, I'm dropping off a transfer. I'm like, oh, from, from blank. She goes, no, from this other, from like, from this other company. Right. I've never heard of this gun company, but up until this point. And she is, uh, and she goes, 
I'm like, oh, did you talk to somebody about setting up a relationship to do transfers? And she goes, yeah, I talked to whoever, who I talked to the person in charge. I'm like, well, I was like, Tristan? She's oh, yeah, 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 that's him. She basically shoves the gun into my hand Uh and then turns around and like as fast as she can walk, just leaves. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, okay, well, my head manager, Tristan, wasn't there at the time. So I'm like, well, he must must have okayed it. So I log the gun in, call the customer. He comes in, picks it up. We do the transfer. Keep in mind that there is 4,000 people right now in, in line to have their background checks looked at in the state of Oregon alone. That's how long the line. That's where the line starts. Holy is at four thousand background checks are taking seven days for right now for us to get a response. I have never seen it even work cl- even half this busy right. for this extended amount of time. So the um, this happens, and then they start just this woman just starts dropping like firearms with our cashiers up front, and then leaving. Like just drops off the gun with our cashiers and say, "Hey, this is a transfer." Then leaving doesn't talk to anybody at the gun counter or anything. So we keep like, so eventually, <laughs> like the next time that they came in, one of the managers was up front and was like, hey, 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 what? We're like, you need, we're refusing this gun. You need to call and actually set up. We need to actually yeah. talk with somebody like the owner of your company. Like we can't just keep accepting these transfers just out of nowhere. Like one, that's a huge burden on our gun staff. We're already like working a ton yeah. with their, our own sales. Yeah. We're not taking on like your crap. Like you need to call us. Liability. You need too. to call. Yeah. And it's, you need to call us yeah. because we're just having random ass customers coming in. It's taking, it takes, it takes, we have to go log in and immediately that takes one of our guys off of, off of the floor. Right. Like, there's a lot that goes into this. And so we refuse the gun and you guys aren't making money from it. No, we make, uh, by the, by the time, if you take in into, we, we charge $35 to do the transfer. Oh, okay. okay. By the time you, 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 you factor in time and, and money, we right. make like zero gotcha. on it. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of times it's stuff that we sell. Right. So it's like, it sucks. Like they drove past us to Somewhere go to this other else. store. Gotcha. Um, that makes sense. Anyway. So it, it's, uh, anyway, so the, they refuse it. We refuse it. The guy calls and is like, hey, I want to set up a... He talks to one of the gun counter guys. He's like, hey, I want to set up a relationship. And at the time, we're like, well, you need to call back and you need to talk to the head manager. Mm-hmm. And so the next day, another gun shows up. Oh, my God. And we refuse it again. <laughs> and then and then this time, so like my head manager calls and mm-hmm. it's like, hey, like, we're, we, you, like I need to talk to you. And the mm-hmm. guy never has, at, at this point, hasn't, hasn't called back. We've refused two guns from this company. Okay. Well, they didn't call and tell their own customer that we refused the gun. Uh-oh. The dude shows up yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I had a gun come from blank. Mm-hmm. I'm here to pick it up. And we go in back. And there's nothing there. And we're like, sorry, we, 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 we're not set up to, to accept their FFLs. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you're going to have to contact them, but it, the gun's not here. Yeah. And he lost it, dude. Really? Just lo- the guy, go, he's like, he's like, I don't understand. He's like, I don't understand. You're an FFL. Why don't you just, why don't you just accept it? And we're, we just said, well, we're a private company and we just, we don't have to, we don't have to accept it. And he's like, he's like, I don't, I don't get it. He's like, we're all, he's like, we're, this is what he said. We're like, we're all in this. He's like, we're all in this together. I don't understand why you just don't. We're Why all you just in this together. Yeah, man. Like this is like this is like because we're all like gun people. We should all be looking out for yeah, like, ourselves, yeah. dude. It's a business first. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a business. It's a business first. You should understand that we're a private business. We cannot accept it. But because we're all 
we're all in the in group. Yeah. We should all be just, we're all buddy buddies. Just all be doing this. Like, let it slide. We're all doing our favors. Yep. And he's like, he's like, he's like, well, he's like, I'll be taking, he's like, I always buy, I may buy my guns up there, but I always buy my ammo from you guys. And he's like, I, he's like, I'm not ever buying another round from you guys. I'm like, well, what would we ever do? Like, <laughs> yeah. we're going to miss out on this, <laughs> on this ammo sale. Right. It just, but this guy was just losing his. I don't crap. buy my gun from you guys, but I buy ammo. That's literally what he said. Uh, he's like, he's like, I buy my guns up there, but I, I buy my usually buy my ammo from you guys. And I'm just like, thanks, cool, dude. man. Like, Sorry to see we, you go. We can't keep ammo on the shelf. What are we ever gonna do without you buying our nine millimeter? Like, yeah. It's just, dude. The guy was losing his like lo- losing his mind. Like, literally talking to us like we're like blood traders. Can't comprehend. Cannot how com- you guys. Which is don't do it. Wouldn't accept it. I don't get that. I mean, it's uh, and I'm the whole time you're saying this, I'm thinking about like m- businesses requiring mass. Like, look, dude, it's a business. Mm-hmm. They have interests to protect. If they're telling you get the hell out because you're not wearing a mask, they're trying to protect their interests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't like it? Go. Yeah. It's you, you, weird. You love capitalism. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. love private enterprise. Government not telling you what to do, but you expect the, the rules to be bent for you because you're you. Well, Be- you're the yeah. en- you're the entity yeah. that then gets to decide who and what should be doing what. Right. That so you're just, you're fine with authoritarianism as long as it's your kind of authoritarianism. Oh well, we've you're seen fine. That. You're <laughs> fine with with private businesses acting in the way that they want to do, not selling cakes to to mm-hmm. homosexuals, mm-hmm. but. A gun company refusing to 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 accept a transfer from another gun company out of their own self interest—that's not okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to take your business somewhere else because you were discriminated against. <laughs> Master, keeping me so I can't. You're breathe. fine with safe space. Have you heard on related note? Have you heard that there's a app where MAGA hat people like will will sh- no, like will tag- I don't want to hear the rest of the sentence. Will tag places that are ex- that where they feel safe to be able to go eat and do recreate like do stuff. And wear their hats and not get like judged for it. Oh, they're the biggest snowflakes. I've been saying that for dude, weeks now. That's dude. a safe space. Yes. You don't think those are safe space? Those are safe spaces. Like you're. They looking- are so sensitive. Man, dude, it's it's. It's uh, like that. Me, me telling that guy, like, well, thank you for complying. He he got pissed that I said that. Mm-hmm. Well, are you not complying? You are complying. Like it's just. They, they get triggered They're so easily. I need a safe space. I need to go. I need to find businesses and places where I can feel uh, like I'm allowed to wear my hat because I'm discriminated against. Well, guess what? But then, dude? but then they don't. They don't take that. They don't take that same logic and apply it to anyone else. Anybody else? Skin color, mm-hmm. sexual orientation. Yeah. People complaining about. Um, like the way the looks that you get when you wear your hat. Right. The difference, dude, you can take that fucking hat off. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And 100%. then and then I, I heard and then I there's this uh, there's this guy called his name is Bo the Fifth Column mm-hmm. and he's on YouTube. I'll send you one of his videos and he talks about he talks about this MAGA hat thing. Mm-hmm. He's an ex Army Special Forces, hates the whole MAGA thing. Mm-hmm. He's from the South. He's from I think he's from Alabama or Mississippi. Talks with a real deep southern accent. Name? Bo, is, his name is it's his name is Bo. Okay, but his YouTube channel is Bo of the Fifth Column. Okay, it's amazing videos. Man. Okay, I'll send you one of them. But he's basically talking. He's like he's like I I had a 
um, a guy tell me, he's like, he's like, I don't, he's like, I feel like I have to take my MAGA hat off. I'm going to have to stop wearing it. I can't be who I want to be because of all like the, <laughs> of all the looks and the, like the, the jabs that I get from people when I'm out in public. Right. And he was like, let me, um, he's like, let me, uh, allow the LGBTQ plus community to tell you what it's like to live a closeted life. <laughs> but isn't that the truth? Yeah, right? it like, absolutely is. But how, like you said, they can take the hat off. What a blessing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Poor you. It's like the Blue Lives Matter thing, right? Like at the end of the day, cops can take the badge off. They can take the uniform off. Right. That's why I just, the Blue Lives, that's why I don't support, I don't support the notion of the Blue Lives Matter thing, even though like I support law enforcement. Right. But the Blue Lives Matter thing, that's, that's a ridiculous argument. That's a troll argument against a actual legitimate movement in the in labeled Black Lives Matter. Well, like, like all lives matter, it's a protest to their protest. Yeah. Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. All right. Real quickly, we're going to end on They Said It Best. Yes. Which is our new segment where we t- emo boys talk about our feelings. Dude, I love this segment. <laughs> I absolutely love this segment. I know you do. Where we talk about our feelings and we look at lyrics and music and bands um, that kind of reflect either our mood for the week or kind of just how we've been feeling lately. And we're going to start with Jacob's Choice. Oh, I'll start with mine. Okay. Uh, yeah, one more light uh, by Lincoln Park. Uh, tell me about it. This one's a downer, um, especially when you um, put it in context of Chester uh, Bennington, who was the lead singer of Lincoln Park um, and right. committed suicide. And uh, I don't know. It's it's really t- it's a real tough song. Um, that was the hardest part is reading through the lyrics and then like knowing like this dude committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Oof. Well, in the, in the second uh, in the second verse, he he talks about um, uh, he talks about like one, like one more chair in the kitchen, like cha- one more that chair was, in the kitchen oof. than you need. You're in angry the kitchen. One sh- more chair than you need. Oh, and you're angry and shouldn't be. It's not fair. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it isn't there. Yeah, I mean it's heart absolutely heartbreaking. But I, I love the. The, the the notion of that he's talking about who cares like when they say who cares if one more light goes out in the sky of a million stars it mm-hmm. flickers um if a moment is all we are um if a, we're we're quicker right and i don't know and then he and then he ends it but just saying like who, who, and then he just repeats it um if you know who cares if one more light goes out well i do and right. i don't know like it's just I don't know, man, this, I heard this song for the first time when I was driving, I was actually coming back from lunch and I was really feeling down and I heard mm-hmm. this one and man, it just, it, it brought, it just, I don't know, it brought me, it just brought me back. Like just the emotions that I experienced from mm-hmm. this, hearing the song the first time, I just, man, I don't know this song just really spoke to me in so many different ways. It's, um, it's just an amazing song. One thing I've always made fun of Linkin Park is, is like, uh, super vague. Like when I just always made fun of their lyrics because it's like, what is this song about? Mm-hmm. It could literally be about anything. When you read the lyrics of the song and with the context of Chester, you're like, oh, well, I know what this song is about. Go ahead. Since he's committed, since he committed suicide, mm-hmm. so many of his songs have so much more context I would now. So. Yeah. I was listening to um, "Leave Out All the Rest." 
uh, the other day. Um, I don't listen to much Linkin Park. Well, it was it's like Linkin Park also I think got a bad rap because they did all the tr- they did music for all the Transformers movies. Good songs. Um, and then they also leave out all the rest. I I believe was from the Twilight series. Oh, and okay. So, and uh, but then you're just talking about I don't know. He's just in the numb too. Right. And right. And you just like. When you really you really listen to all the lyrics and you have experienced a lot of the same stuff that he's experiencing when he's I'm sure he was experiencing when he's writing these lyrics, man. Right. They just really, they really speak. They really speak to me. What a beautiful voice! I've always thought he was a good singer, mm-hmm. but he also has this like scream he can do that's really really good. Yeah. Um, and Linkin Park is one of those bands where you're like. It's, you'll be like, I don't listen to Linkin Park, but you'll play a song. You'll be like, I know every word to this song. Yeah. How? How do I know every? <laughs> I don't listen to them. Right. But um, the uh, what's um? I never heard this. You you'd never heard this song. Mm-mm. Um. What what is fun about this new segment and about this experience is like, you can tell me all day how you feel and how you've been feeling specifically you as Jake. The formal two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like there's something about music, right? And I was talking to somebody about this recently at work about, you know, finding a it's I'm tying this to religion real quick, but like finding a church that plays music and plays music well and plays and does it so well and chooses songs that the guy at work was like, you know, if you find a church that opens and plays the music, it opens your heart a little bit to, to the message that's about to be said. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that music does that with so, so much. And in this case with you, you can tell me a million times how you feel or what you're going through. And I listen and I, I try to, empathize or sympathize right i can't empathize in 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 most ways but some ways i can Mm -hmm. but then you hear a song like this and it opens my heart a little bit so then i can understand then i read the lyrics and it gives me a little more understanding and we didn't talk about it much at all today and it's something someone people wanted updates on but i think what what you're doing with your photography project does the same thing because you're tying music to those images as well and lyrics and when you listen to the songs and you're looking at the images and then reading Jake's words, I think it does the the whole thing of opening the heart with the music, feeling the emotion, now having you explain some of the lyrics that mean something to you, but then also telling your point of view. It does all three. And I think that that is what's beautiful about the project that you've done. Thank so you. if anyone isn't looking at Jake's post... I think it's so informative for those who are listening to the podcast and listen to the show and they hear Jake talk about how he feels. Now pair that with these images he spent so much time perfecting and choosing songs that reflect those images and feelings. I think it's just that perfect project. Have you have you no no judgment if you haven't mm-hmm. but have you listened to all the all of the songs that I've I you'd have to I've listened through like clicked on the da, 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 oh the stories the stories mm-hmm. listen read some of the lyrics um and some of them I've heard okay. but there was the recent one you posted mm-hmm. I don't know that song but I listened to a little bit the and I only heard from the story so far but the harmonies with the guy and the girl singing mm-hmm my heart's open, dude. <laughs> like I'm uh, like, oh, uh, Peter, Peter, Bar- Peter Bradley Adams. Uh, the longer I run, who's the chick? 
I don't know. I, it's I oh, it's such good harmonies, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is good. So you're introducing me to a touch, ton of music and artists I've never listened to, which I also think is a great element of your project. And and this segment, obviously, most people know who Linkin Park is, but um, just praising you over and over about your project. Thank you. Check it out. We'll talk about it next Thursday in, in depth. There's a lot to dive into it. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, but the the poster there on Instagram on our story, I'm linking Jake's posts and his page and his stories. Um, check it out. Anything else you want to say about this song? Nope. I think that's it. Oh, okay. Just um, dives into my feels. <laughs> dives into emo boys. Yeah. So my choice. Yes. Um, was uh, Postscript is the band, right? No, it's Finch, bro. Finch. Yeah. And the, sto- and the song is Post Post Postscript by Finch. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, what do you think of the song? Uh, I actually, actually really liked it. Um, I am slowly getting to the point where I can hear the the screaming mm-hmm. and not cringe. Not cringe. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And this song um kind of has a little bit of pop punky feel to it. This is their first album mm-hmm. and it's the poppiest album. Okay. I think you would like this album. Okay. It's not too heavy at all, but it's very There are some other songs mm-hmm. that I was reading through the lyrics and I was like I almost want to choose this because I want Jake to hear it. Yeah. Um, Because I think you can relate a lot to it. I definitely can. I looked up the lyrics um, because there's a lot of... The lyrics are so fast. Like, you can't pick up everything. So, like, reading the lyrics and then listening. That's what I do. Like, I listen to the song initially to get emotion. Look at the lyrics. Listen to it again. Okay. So I can get more understanding. Uh, Very... Very short lyrically. Yeah. I wish it didn't hurt. Hurt like this to say these things to you. I'll sacrifice one moment for one truth. If we get through tomorrow, then we'll be fine. We'll wait for forever and see how close we get. It's just another day. One more chance to get this right. I'll sacrifice forever. Please just for tonight. If we get through tomorrow, then we'll be fine. We'll wait for forever and see how close we get. The worst is over for now. Take a breath and let it out. Um... So I've been trying to shift my mentality and be more positive. Mm-hmm. I woke up one morning a few days ago and I was I was laying there in bed. It was like 5 a.m. And I was just I instantly started thinking about my job and about my future and mm-hmm. about school and about moving and about mm-hmm. foster care and about everything. Like Not just wait. Just yeah. And I was just sitting like, on your chest. How am I going to deal with this? How am I going to handle this? Yeah. What am I going to do? And then laying there, I just said, you know what? I'm going to stop trying to control everything because I am. I'm trying to control every single part Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. I'm just going to let go and just let it happen. Just see what happens. Let's move forward with a new mindset. I went into work just chipper as can be not intentionally, but Mm -hmm. I I just started realizing like, as I walked in, I'm like, why am I being so positive right now? (laughs) Like I hate this place, but it was just for me letting go, like take a breath, and let it out. Yeah. The worst is over for now. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm again going to run oh, into something. I, lo- I love how you tied that in. You, you tied that in with the lyrics at the end of the, yeah. at the end of the yeah. song. Yeah. Um, yeah. The worst is over for now. Right. And I think that is such a positive mindset to be in Jeff is that you can understand like the worst is over. There's going to be more hills to climb. Oh yeah. There's always going to be more hills to climb, but for right now I'm present and I'm good. Right. With where I'm at. Right. That's, Good man, I'm really happy. I'm really happy that you're there, especially with 
everything that's gone on in your life yeah. in the last couple of years. And so, no, I'm uh, that makes me happy to hear that you're that you're saying stuff like well, that. Well, like I said last it, week, it's good. I was angry, dude. Mm-hmm. And, and, you, and you should have, and you had every right to be like the stuff that was thrown on you was not, was not your fault. And right. that was really shitty situation. Right. Like that's justifiable anger. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And I know that. And, and you, and being, you know, reassured that like, dude, you should be angry. Like it's cool. That's, that feels good. But then, being angry for so long just gets old. It does. And like I, like you said, I woke up and felt the weight, and I'm like, and I start getting angry mm-hmm. again. And it's like, dude, and and constantly just with you sitting between you and Jen, where you're like, dude, it's justified. And Jen's like, life ain't that bad, bro. And I'm like, okay, all right, just shake it off. Stop trying to control everything. It'll be all right. Yeah. It sucks. It always sucks. You'll hit something that sucks, like you said, those hills, mm-hmm. but. You get on that backside of the hill, and it's like, oh, yeah. I mean, we talked about it last week. Anger being a secondary emotion, and anger yeah. can be pos- Anger can do one of anger. Ultimately, only affects the one one person, and right. it's the person. In, it's you, the one right. who's experiencing it. So you can either be productive with it mm-hmm. and use it to to change something, yeah, or you can let it sit there and fester. Yeah, and ultimately, like the only person who's being hurt by that is you. Yeah. So you either let it go. Or use it to fuel something for something better. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I'm kind of at. I have a lot of things that I'm angry about, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to work through. And seeing you being able to hearing that you've been able to do that mm-hmm. gives me um, gives gives me encouragement that I can get that I can get there. So right. thank you for sharing all that. Yeah, and, it's, and opening up because I, I think when we can do that, yeah, with close friends, anybody around us. Um, that's one of the reasons why I did this Everybody project. Everybody listening, just wanting to, oh yeah, right, yeah. just opening up and 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 sharing those human moments because I right. think there's so much universality to a lot of these these emotions. And when when and if in any way, like I just want so I want so badly, and I'm going to talk about this next week mm-hmm. because there is a very specific thing I did in each image, and you could never know, no, it's never going to show up in the image it, that I did with each in, each individual one of at least the first six. Mm-hmm that ties back to something that I want to do with my life. Oh. And I'll, I'll, reveal, I'll talk, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. it next week. Um, that I want to, I want to help people don't, don't reveal who, it. who struggle so okay. badly with mental health. Yeah, yeah. And in well, like, in so in any way, like sharing my emotions, for sure. one, it helps me, mm-hmm. but two, if it can help one other person, at any age, because mm-hmm. as we, we can, or any walk of life, right, right, Chester Bennington, this guy who like you watch this music video for one la- for one uh, one more light, mm-hmm. and he's like surrounded by fans who just adore him. Mm-hmm. But the guy felt he felt still so lonely mm-hmm. that he took his own life. Right, he left behind like six kids and a wife and mm-hmm. someone who seemingly has everything, and then but still couldn't find happiness in right. himself. And if sharing these images and in knowing that you're not alone and feeling this and like this, if I can want, if I can, even if I'll never know it, right. That I could have affected somebody's life in a positive mm-hmm. way. I, I would, that would just mean the absolute world to me. Well, so. you were talking about feeling like, what's the point of me sharing this all? And I was like, there are people who are noticing that you don't notice. And I s- sent you a screen cap of a text message from somebody mm-hmm. who, was just like, I appreciate what you and Jake are doing. And that's something that didn't come directly to you. But I know there's people out there who are, who appreciate what you do and what we do here. And, um, 
and what, what you're talking about, I think, is important. Where we say things, we talk about being angry, we talk about being depressed, we talk about anxiety. Like, there's something that validates how you feel when you hear somebody else talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one. Yeah. And it's all right. It's gonna be all right. Look at these two emo boys working through. <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right, you gotta get to work, man. I know. I'm all right. Be long enough. So. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, guys, so much. We'll Love talk you to all. you uh, next week. Yeah. Uh, check out Jake's pictures yep bye Thank you.